The Last Time I Smoked is an independent entertainment podcast intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. All right. This is the last time I smoked. Do you want to smoke? Do you smoke? Uh... Uh, we can, yeah. We don't have to. I don't. Want, that's the thing. I don't ever want to push anybody into a. Well, I just I'm something at seven thirty that I don't want to be high for. Oh. Do you think I'll be not high by then? I don't know what your tolerance is. Uh, yeah. Let's just do it. It's, it's not the point. <laughs> it's not the point of the thing. The last time I smoked. The last time I smoked. The last time I smoked. Welcome to The Last Time I Smoked. I'm your host, Landon Charles Hughes, and today's guest, Blake Wilding. Blake and I have been friends for a little over seven months now. We met each other at the UCB Writing Class 101 taught by Lee Rubenstein, which was amazing. Uh, Blake was so funny in that class, and his writing is so witty that I just wanted to keep in contact with him. Uh, He actually invited me to perform at his own run show at the Clubhouse Hollywood called Cream Pie. Uh, Look it up. It's really an LGBT-focused comedy and variety show, which is fucking off the chain. Uh, His co-hosts are also his improvised troop and they are fucking hilarious uh go see cream pie but blake as a person uh is witty and special and an amazing performer and every time he develops something i can't wait to see what he's got going on um ladies and gentlemen blake well i didn't know you were scheduling i that's it is but i i feel it's bad just, now it's just improv practice maybe uh, I'll yeah me improv practice is a little <laughs> tough high <laughs> i can hear helicopters um you don't think so Helicopters? I know uh, both. Um, uh, improv practice being high. How I've never done it. Right behind you, there's a little grinder. This? Yeah, yeah we're going to use this as the asterisk. I already rolled something. Um, yeah, I can't do that stuff high. It's it's like you got to take the first thing that somebody says to you. Now, now I'm in like La La Land and thinking of 50 other things. I've never done it high, but I've done it the day after and been like hungover and been like stupid why isn't Blake fun <laughs> <laughs> no but I think whatever state of mind you're in you have to use so if you're hungover and high then your characters have to be like kind of slow on the uptake uh, <clears throat> did you just get done with practice no, I just had sketch class. Oh, sketch class. Are you in 301? Yeah, I'm in 301. <sighs> How is it? Are you bringing the same sketches? Are you writing new stuff? Um, we met in, in 101 Oh, yeah, because I'm okay. back. So, like, there's no, there's no continuity to any of these episodes. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's okay, like, okay. yeah, sorry. Yes, uh, we met uh, at UCB in 2015 in sketch. No, we're not. 2016. Yeah, yeah. In sketch. Way long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only sketch I read. <laughs> we were so innocent. <laughs> we were so naive. We had so many dreams then. Uh, my only. Uh, I don't know if I pitched this in our class, but I had it written about furniture that fights. Like all the talking furniture from different movies. I think you did play that one. I think you wrote one out, no? Yeah, I did. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. I just didn't, I didn't want to say it, and then you have not been in that no, class. No, that was good. It was the sleepover? <sighs> Anyways, no, sorry, continue. The furniture that talks. Okay, that was that size sounded like an eye roll, but it wasn't. It was me just reminiscing. It was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's about talking all the talking furniture from pop culture fighting each other, 
And it was like, a, oh, no, I did it in a hospital. That's right. Yeah, so, like, the armoire from uh, Beauty and the Beast and, like, the talking toaster and... From the Brave Little Toaster. Yeah, from the Brave Little Toaster and... Like the PP toilet from Look Who's Talking To. <laughs> so I pitched that again today. It's like a backyard wrestling thing. All the furniture going at it. Because my dream would be some sort of uh, Super Smash Brothers version, but Ugh. with all these furnitures. Have you played the one on the Wii U? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a little Mega Man. Okay. <laughs> you have an Amiibo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate him so much. I only get the ones that I really like. Well, I love Mega Man, but not in that game. Mm. He's too hard. I can't beat him. And I can't play as him. So maybe that's why. I can't get in his head. <laughs> Sorry, but um, so did you, what did you get the notes on your sketch? No, I just pitched it today. Oh, nice. Uh, we had to come up with a sketch that was big in scale. Do you feel, is it the the level of sketch writing as you get into this? Like, is it the critiques more or less, um, I don't want to say softballed. I mean, but are you going for structure or are we going for the creative? Like, what is, like, I don't know what they're well, teaching. Well, 301 is, you have a show. It's the first class you have a show for. So, like... Now we're actually talking about practical concerns and that's from yeah 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 you know, mixing up the show structure, so we can't actually pitch. We can pitch, but we have to rewrite it for stage. But we can't actually pitch like TV, like film sketches. Those are my favorite shows uh, at the mods. Are those ones that just the segues connect so well? The callbacks are so well planted. There's everyone understands where this whole story is going. I really that's one of like the. Um, the boat i think uh what's his name's team does really well on that um vernon uh yes he was my last teacher oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh my 201 teacher he was my 201 oh cool well, he would taught he taught right after he taught your class right after our class. Oh, we, we had you were the day? later class. Oh, yes. I, I didn't know that. That's so funny. Small. We could have taken two classes together, but we didn't. No. Ah. Oh. With yeah. a slight tweak of our schedule. <laughs> I could have went later at night. Yeah. yeah. I usually just get it done so I can get home and make Dimitri dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. usually my jam. But, uh... Sorry. I, but, I was going to ask about him, but we probably shouldn't just talk about somebody. Well, who? <laughs> I was going to ask how you liked him and his class and all that. Uh, I did. I just thought it was he was a little too nice to me. I wanted to, like... But then again, we were always in a weird like an art and anytime you're teaching any sort of writing creatively and where it's less structure and more like kind of going through what we're putting on and like having to be accepting of everyone's ideas no matter what that's what 201 felt like yeah. and i'm good in a room i can't help it i need structure you know oh, i need okay. somebody to beat like how to write he was less so but it really got my creative he brain was glowing people where they were yeah oh, okay. yes what a brilliant way to put that thank you <laughs> yeah. yeah um exactly and i'm no i don't ever feel like i'm that way you want to make sure you're up to pace or you just want beyond it or i'm okay, like okay. i i'm always needing that credibility I'm like, hey tell me how great you know that little bit of but he's not giving that which i did enjoy do not 
give them that. He gave the critique, but I wanted the critique to be a little deeper. I wanted it to be like, trash this idea because X, Y, and Z start anew. You know, and I'm good at that. And that's what they're kind of teaching at UCB is like, or I don't want to like suck the dick of UCB. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but, but they're just writing every day. Like this is their job, yeah. like writing this thing out into where it's like almost second nature. And I see it in screenplays because I've read so many now. Mm-hmm. Like you just see the structure. Um, and that's what I was thinking 301 was going to be. Well, yeah, I mean, like I had to drop, today we wrote out all of our sketches for the semester and we had to drop one to two of them for the show. Are you guys building a show together? Yeah. Am I screaming when I have those on? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Um, I assume uh, you have editing. Are you edit? <laughs> you edit these things? Not really. Oh, okay, okay. I'm glad you listened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally smoke pot, you know? Neither does a lot of the people that uh, say they want to do the episode. And I was like, I just thought I was going to have a bunch of potheads. No, I have a bunch of top professionals who want to be comfortable in the space. Here. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, you know, I do listen after. I, I like... <laughs> I've done... This is the third podcast I've done where I've been a bad friend and haven't... <laughs> You're the bad friend for oh for not listening for not, prior. No, like, no, no, yeah, I think yeah. that's great. I don't oh, okay. go, yeah, I'm not gonna go and look at a director's act, director's reel. If I, you know, if his the script is good and he's directing and I enjoy his company, I'm gonna be part of that project. It has nothing to do with his past. You know, I'm just helping that I'm helping building another portfolio, another person I believe mm-hmm. in's portfolio. That's my only critique. Oh, but yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what were we talking about, Sketch? It's oh, been good. It's and been that's good. the best thing. No matter what gets said, um, remember, you're high. You know? uh-huh. Like, it's always like, <laughs> that's what I want people to realize is like, you can say what, it's just noises we make with our mouths because tomorrow, you know, pot, sober mind, uh, you know, hungover, you always, for some reason, there's this next day either growth or or step back in a person's day. Sometimes I feel what like. Are you huh? Huh? Were you forward, backwards? Um, like like inside of themselves, oh, okay. like how much they like me. I've been reading all these like self help and trying to like become this like professional for my own craft, my mm-hmm. own brand, you know. And it's tough. It's tougher than I thought it was going to be. So I'm like, I see where I fall back sometimes every morning, and I see where I'm like, oh, yesterday was awesome. I got so much done, <laughs> and like I'm adding to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I see that from people. And to bring it back to you guys, yeah, the guest that's always on the show is, uh, I find that people that do smoke and are positive towards it are still getting a lot of shit done. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Well, some people need it for their anxiety or whatever. Yeah. I pointed to myself. Sorry, I keep forgetting this is like a... Well, I, I wasn't going to add them. I work in the public health sector, and I'm not going to say... I'm not going to disclose somebody's... Uh... Are you a nurse? No, no. I, I'm a paralegal. Oh, I used to nurse uh, in the military, and then I got out and did a lot of phlebotomy and like geriatric care. It's cool. Um, is it non-profit, or is it like a it's big non-profit. firm? No, it's a non-profit. Non-profit? Oh, thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> Well, people keep saying like, oh, you're such a good person. I'm like, well. They're paying me. I'm doing the job. Yeah, We're yeah, getting yeah. it done. Like, you want to come help? Like, it's, I think it's a, I think it's a. Like, <coughs> no, from, I mean, I did deliberately leave a firm to work for this nonprofit. So like, oh, then don't downplay it. No, no, but it's like, you know, I, if it paid half as much and the hours are twice as long, would I do it? I don't know. I'm not really sacrificing much. 
Well, I don't, doesn't look like anybody is, is it? Uh, <laughs> trickle down. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have to make that call. And that's, uh, I think that's a, the, one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life was make that call. It's like, I'm going to go to LA and do it. Do what? Yeah. Do what, you dummy? Do what? And then I get out here, it's like, focus. I'm learning to focus. I'm or learning to get it. projects done and do stuff. Yeah. Well, the thing, my thing about LA is like, there's so many idiots here who have a dream and they just do it with no doubt or fear. I think this wraps up what we're talking about. And like, I'm not going to let my inability to do something stop me who I think is smart and a lot not everybody everybody's different ideally we would all be brilliant with just different styles of brilliance <laughs> but the, the truth is there's a lot of people just who suck you know what I mean <laughs> and they can't get better if they commit to it but they're gonna get ahead sucking being bad at what I want to do without having fear versus me stopping myself does that make sense yeah I forget how they came up, but um, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like it's that's just my thing about LA in terms of what you have to learn when you're out here. I yeah, I had no idea, and and the more I feel like I understand that fact, the the better I get at LA. LA is a thing, like New York's a thing. I could now I've been in LA and I've kind of been so shocked a little bit out of uh -huh. myself, of my uh, like me lying to me myself or putting up walls and things like that uh, and not being honest. You mean in terms of like telling just everyday you life. Want it? Oh, okay. You just everyday oh. life, yeah, cuz I thought we, everything was going to be one way and then never goes that way uh -huh. for me, but I still making light of it and still like showing how like Counting my blessings. Oh, Kim Kardashian ruined blessings. But yeah, uh -huh. um, counting like, yeah, like where you are in life. I'm like, what? I knew would have ever fucking thought. 22-year-old 20, Landon would be shitting bricks right now. Like, Well, and everybody has their own pace, which means you have to change your expectations. You know, those can evolve. Pace for what? Like, I'm not saying how old I am. I'm very young. But like, you know, I'm not going to be a... On a saved by the bell at this point, you know I'm not some 19 year old kid who is beautiful and probably is from Orange County. You know what I mean? Blake is so handsome. <laughs> no, but I'm not gonna be like I'm not young enough to do that. I can't be the next who's a young. But would comedian. you want to now with all your know-how now and you're like what oh you're, yeah of course like I, I mean i'm not doubting like you can't you, i mean there's still like <laughs> plausible uh, experiences that you would like yeah but no i'm saying i could still be huge in my own way but like i couldn't i can't have the same goals as i could have had 10 years ago you use those as inspiration yes yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's the reason we use saved by the bell is like a an example of uh -huh. is because it, it builds an idea of what we're talking about and like no, it's like our own thing now. What mm -hmm. we're building towards is our own thing. And like somebody's watching us going, you know, hey, that's cool. Or, oh, I yeah. hate that. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the coolest part about it is like constantly playing yourself. <laughs> like, well, I was thinking about this recently because uh, I don't know when this is coming out, but like with the uh, Muslim ban stuff that's happening, are you keeping up with the news? Mm, kind of. Well, Trump isn't letting people in the country from Muslim Islamic countries. Why not? Because he's an Islamophobe. What? Yeah, so like people are people with like even green cards, dual nationalities, like they 
they are um, just being turned away at the airport or like held at the airport and sent back to where they came from. And that's happening right now. So there's a big protest at the airport. Whoa, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make s- What is that for? Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Like for, it's supposed to be for terror, like prevention or whatever. I'm, no, now I'm terrified. What the fuck? I'm not, no, there was no terror before. Now I'm terrified. Well, people are mad because like all the like big terrorist events of the past 10 years, those countries are not on the list. So it's just, you know, I, I'm, I'm not doing it justice, but <laughs> anyway, this, this came up. This came up because I have friends from Iran. When I first moved to L.A., my first oh. friends were Persian, like from Iran, and they live here now. And my one coworker's wife. And they're from a country of origin in which they're would be not. Would banned right now. Would be banned. So I've been thinking coming. about their stories recently. And one of my coworkers, his wife, she moved to France to study dance because you can't dance in public if you're a woman in Iran you can only perform dance in front of other women in a closed space so I mean did you know in Burbank there's an old law that two men can't dance with each other no <laughs> did they enforce true? it uh I haven't tested it anyway well she let me finish the story I'll finish yes. it just so it's out of my head she moved to France and then applied for a green card here and now she's like early mid 30s like finally living her dream of teaching dance in a country where you can dance in public you know oh. what I mean so her dreams I'm sure when she was 18 was like I want to be the next Barishnikov like a lady Barishnikov but now she's in a, a free country to, to some extent and like I don't know dance I don't know it's just inspiring to me she would have me edit her college essays because <laughs> she was trying to get an MFA no, yeah, yeah. yeah she knows how to use her resources right yeah. well she paid me it was it was like half favor half payment but that's hey that's the business and that sucks but hey that's how we have to do it but going back to her story um that's fascinating and only like why that's the, that's like that secret place in America's the back of the American subconscious is this like everybody that's here does have this like inspiring yeah. backstory that we all understand throughout the whole world has it but they don't seem to uh, uh, display that like we do we're yeah. kind of we're like patriotism is so funny here <laughs> like I don't know how to like turn it off at times uh-huh. and be like I'm being a thoughtful American or I'm thought see like just now uh-huh. I'm being a thoughtful human being on this planet yeah. no region codes or anything like that look at me in the eye and tell me you want me dead you know just off the bat mm-hmm that's where it is. That's what racism is all about. And that's yeah. what this banning of people is. And why I thought we were the country that people that couldn't dance would come to to dance. And yeah, like, I, I wonder that's what they the, think. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, America's a bunch of dickholes. And most people leave their shitty country. Well, you know, people, I don't want to say it's a shitty country, but I feel like if you leave your country or your hometown, to some extent, you're admitting it's shitty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, I wouldn't want to live in some countries right now, especially being gay, like, you know. It, like, even back before this whole thing started getting really hot, uh-huh. um, I was giving so much side-eye to the, I'm going to Canada, people. Uh-huh. <laughs> Either way, I'm going to Canada. Like, stop. Just, <laughs> what are you talking about? Fix it. That's just whining. I don't want to fucking hear whining. I want to yeah. hear a solution. How do you fix the problem? Where are the statistics of the issues that are bothering you so much that you want to leave your country of origin. It better be better than uh, our Russian young lady who's just come here to dance for the first time. Yeah. You know, that's intense. Uh-huh. That's, ugh, they don't respect it well, enough. Well, I do think, like, 
if you're just tired of fighting and you put in the good fight, it's okay. I'm going to retire in Turkey. <laughs> well, because that's, that's what, like, Josephine Baker did. I'm not going. I, w- I would love to go to Turkey. Explain Josephine Baker to me. She was, like, a big dancer. She was black. And, like, she was like, I've had too much of American racism. <laughs> she just moved to France. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That rings a bell. And <sighs> had, like, rainbow babies was her big thing. <sighs> Which is so bizarre and like something I feel like he could only get away with in like the early 20th century. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. I guess Brad and Angelina were doing that. What? Rainbow babies. <laughs> Benetton of colors. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. but that's sweet. I find that to be such, like because we look at it as one way, uh-huh. but there are some people even in our country that look at it as such like. Y'all was going to hell for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, their eyes get big and there's like a, a thought has passed their mind that they have never contemplated in their lives because they're just not exposed to it. And that's sad to me. But hey, it, I'm telling you, if I were, I'd say it all the time. If I were, if I weren't gay, I would have been the redneckiest of people. I would have yeah. won the South over twice. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, where are you from? What part? I, no, I grew, I went to high school in Charleston, South Carolina and then didn't pass my senior year so I got to do it again in Panama City, Florida. Uh-huh. And then oh, I was like, I gotta, what? Get, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, the Redneck Riviera. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And I worked it. it. Yeah. I worked in, uh, at Cowgirl Kitchen on uh-huh. uh, uh, Rosemary Beach area. It's beautiful. Yeah. I loved it over there. They shot the Truman Show there in it's Seaside. City? No, about a 35, 45 minute drive from Panama City from where we're at. Oh, okay. They're in a small, like, pre built, super bougie area. Uh, the Truman Show was shot. All the exteriors. Um, <laughs> It was, yeah, it's it's a really cool place. Well, actually. They also but shot yeah. Girls Gone Wild down there, right? Yes, totally redneck. Yeah, <laughs> that's spring break. And I don't know if spring break is going to keep going. I feel like that whole thing may be slowing to a head or coming to a head. No, probably not. No? People still party. I hope so. Or do you mean in Panama City specifically? Oh, God, yeah. That place is just condominiums now. Yeah. That place, they gave up the beach for a bunch of condos. <laughs> what a bunch of dicks. And you were there for a year only? Or you stayed around? I was there for a year, and then after college, I, or after the military, I came back and moved back in with my folks, just kind of like, okay, that was that. <laughs> What's next? Uh, so I went to college in Tallahassee, and I love Tallahassee. Tallahassee is a, a breeding ground of... of hick intellectuals Mm -hmm. coming from the ground floor up that are so brilliant and so coming up with so many like they're not all right because those are idiots these guys are thoughtful and like humanitarian and are like coming up from like a place where they understand like where they're brought up from but Uh what they're seeing happen and you know and they're they're articulating it very brilliantly of the like uh I don't know the the bridges they're bonding down there is Tallahassee is one of the few cities that do that I mean, Orlando's fun, but that's all Does Tallahassee Disney. have a sister city? Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I, I, the first time I heard that was when I was in California. Okay. Well, I, I don't know what ours is here, but uh, in Virginia, we had one. In, oh. Like Charlottesville. I forget what it is, but we had two. And what does that mean to have a sister city? I don't know. You just. I think if you have a pen pal, it's probably going to be from your sister city. You have like some sort of government arrangement. <laughs> you got to talk to these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, we're Googling currently. Sorry. And that's another thing. I forget that people just jump to the phone. That, oh, yeah. That is, that is the infinite knowledge. Well, people speculating on like facts isn't like always interesting, you know? 
like hey like what color was rosemary's shirt last week uh, red you know <laughs> but that's that's but it's got to be a it's got to be a known fact to look up to which is interesting yeah. because just to promote cultural and commercial ties I have I have Virgin oh. Mobile, so I hope they're not a sponsor. Is that <laughs> like loading a, very slowly? Like one of those advanced leadership programs in high school? I wish. Like the the all the schools had like one class that period that all met together. No, oh, cool. we didn't have that kind of immersion with other schools. <laughs> no, where, where, where are you from? One more time. Uh, ver, well, I went to high school oh, in Norfolk, right. Virginia. Norfolk, so, Virginia. Which you've been to, right? I've been once. Yeah, I drove through. Oh, I just drove through. Uh, because well, I was, we were there years in '98, I think. Um, sorry. Um, uh, my dad was stationed in the military, in the Navy. Uh-huh. He was going to sh- actually be stationed there, but he chose, Char- or he didn't get to choose. Nobody gets to choose. Yeah. They pick where you get to go. Charleston is where they, they tease you with a couple of options. You put in what you think you want, and then they give you what you get. Uh, um, we got Charleston, which was fine. It was a beautiful city. Yeah. You had family who like ended up in Alaska, ended up in Idaho, and now they're in Panama City. And they're done, but like... It was always drama every few years. Like, where are they going to move to? Is it going to be home? Do they even want that? Were you a military family? Well, my dad was in the CBs, which is part of the Navy for a while. Yes, contractors. Until I was a kid. But that's it. And then my aunt's husband is just a big Navy town. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. But it's funny that you know the culture. It's interesting uh-huh. to hear because that's kind of, uh, yeah, it is rare for people that haven't been like a military brat or served to know that. Yeah. It was like a bit, yeah. And Not yeah, so- you're seeing a lot of friends come and go in that kind of town too, huh? Yeah. And that was like a, I don't want to say a threat, it was like a thing overcast in high school. Like, you know, this is an option, blah, blah, blah. I was in Sea Scouts, which is like Boy Scouts, but it's like Navy themed. Cool. And like if you make their version of like Eagle Scout, you like skip a rank. So that was like a thing. Oh, it's like a ROTC type program. Kind of, yeah. Well, we all said ROTC, but I didn't do it. Thank God. Because I think, kind of what you said, like if I were straight, what would my life be? I don't know. I hit puberty late, so I wouldn't have gotten a girl pregnant. But like... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Because part of being gay is just wanting to get out. Oh, I would have totally had babies yeah. everywhere, which way and Were up. you sexually active in high school? Yeah. <laughs> Weren't you? No. Whoa. No. It's everybody says that. I'm like, what what did I what do I come from? <laughs> yeah. I No, was... I mean everybody's different and obviously many people were around me, just not me. I just know a lot of people that are well, like that. Like it's very rare to be like meeting someone that's like, "Hey, when did you lose your virginity?" Twelve. Like what? Like <laughs> yeah. Like that's it's super young, but happens. You know. I mean, and, at the time, if and it's not detrimental to you know the person. No, I mean, well, unless they be. make it detrimental, yeah. you know, if it feels bad. Then go talk to somebody, find help. But no, I'm. Yeah, and then high school, and then. I was in the military and then it kind of shut it down because I was in during Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Mm-hmm. So I was always nervous. I mean, I got a, you know, whatever, but it So was you're different. having gay sex in high school? That's like especially advanced. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's silly. Yeah. You have, to, you have to figure it out. Then, then you have to meet people. Huh? Because first you have to figure out that's what you want to do. And then you have to go meet people who want to do it as well. Um... 
I don't know what I'm supposed to how to answer. Well, you didn't yes, have that's gr- absolutely correct. You didn't have yes. then, you know? No, no, it was just. I, yeah. Um, I just made a lot of friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. Like, I yeah, a lot of people attuned to me. I guess. Oh, it's very sweet, and I love it. Actually, I love the attention. Please, <laughs> I'm not saying no. no. I just um, I don't know how to exp- I don't know how to talk about that all you the time. You just weren't into it. You just found your way. Yeah, it was so natural. And then only as like I got older, it was started to become like more, I became more aware of like how sensitive people are around it. Uh huh. And I started to yeah. I've I'm married now, obviously, but back in the day when I you know I just he's gay married everyone. Yeah, gay married. <laughs> Get him. <'em. laughs> um, back in the day though, yeah, I just. I never liked the websites. I always liked meeting somebody face to face. I mean, I've did it. I've done it. I just, I enjoyed knowing somebody. Uh huh. I hate. I can't do that because I'm always like, well, is it? You know. Yeah, I don't know. I never. I've always. I guess I. I weighed it too much as being like a loving thing mm-hmm. when it's not always a loving thing it's a in fact it experience. usually is yeah <laughs> yeah it's more of an experience than anything yeah and in high school everybody was kind of sweet nice and like that's what we're yeah oh <laughs> but as we get older we get kind of cold and uh i don't know bitter wise wise <laughs> somebody clams up because they're wise yeah because it's called weary <laughs> oh god live it to the teeth man come on you can't what's a rock star what you gotta when you're i don't know when you're doing anything you gotta put full heart into it like no matter what i don't feel like you should like become weary you well, you can only look at the sun for so long I, Everything in moderation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're forced to look at the sun. Oh, that sounds like torture treatment. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Write that down. Uh, Sun's torture? Yeah, let let them know. We have a new sun torture treatment that if you need information, you can use our... (laughs) Oh, gosh. So do you like um, performing in L.A.? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It, uh... Yeah, I don't know. And what aspect are you asking? Just uh, being in the, the sort of community of it. I went mm-hmm. to a open... Or not open. Like, I went to a show last night called Buttercream at um, Audie's, this stand-up comedian's house. And... I see patterns and signs, I feel like. I feel like I see things in my professional career that are blowing up sometimes and Uh others that are may, you know. I'm reading that book, Turning Pro, uh, and it talks about how you have shadow careers. Like, you're not doing what you really want to be doing, Uh but but the main goal is to sustain. You know, Uh you just have to live and keep working at this crap. Anyways, so... I keep finding these certain things in like stand up, which has always been a huge, the biggest thing in my life. Uh, I ran into a guy that I did comedy with five years prior at a small little bar in West Hollywood. And now we're meeting again five years later in this backyard and still doing, you know, great jokes and coming up and, you know, you can hear the progression and the voice and like, 
following, you know, an act like a musician or something. You find a band and then you follow their, you know, it's sort of, it feels like that. And then I'm seeing it in my own stuff, um, which I went on a rant because we were talking about performing in LA. And yes, that's what I like about performing in LA because it shows, I think, your progression as uh, an entertainer, you know, getting the experience to bigger crowds, mm-hmm. different venues, more. Uh, yeah yeah but it's my only issue is a lot of people are going back to being weary people are just i don't know in one way it's good that it's hard to get attention because it means you have to really earn it but then a lot of it's also timing and it's like i'm nailing my set but because i don't know anybody here less people are listening to me than like joe and i don't think that's really the purpose Mm -hmm. in la the purpose in la is to show up yeah that's it you show up enough times that people remember you like you don't got to be great at anything but as long as you're showing up in practice like that's sort of like even acting back in acting class they used to tell me it's like they want to see new acting classes all the time because that means you're still on it you know you're still working at it uh and you have a reference that they can call in um or with like improv when you see like ian and edgar and clara and all these other people that are always fucking there like putting the their teeth Mm -hmm. to the ground yeah what i wish like <laughs> oh man yeah i mean i'm doing it i hope with stand up but, but then don't you feel like the excitement when you you're in a crowd of not comedy people isn't that like kind of the most but fun that's how you get out of la you yeah, gotta yeah, yeah. remember yeah. that no matter you're gonna all these people are just people mm. and yes you're gonna get in a room where they're they're a lot like us and they're gonna think just like you and they're gonna try to call your next word and they will uh-huh but it's them that raise you up to uh-huh. for showing up. <laughs> uh-huh. And then they send you out of the cove <laughs> and into the world and say, all right, go perform for the country. Uh, yeah. I think I, that's again, that's just me speculating. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have no big, you know, TV credits. I was on a logo reality show once. Oh, uh, which one? Um, prescription or sex or something like that. <laughs> My friend Aaron was being like a whole season or just one episode. Just one episode. I um, my friend Aaron that I came to LA with, she got the part, and uh, long story short, they had to have like testimonials about her sex addictions, and so I had to come up <laughs> and like not blatantly say that she's a whore in front. Of, I felt so bad, and I was like, hit the producer's like, you really know how to get around our questions, huh, Landon? I'm like, yes, these are awful. <laughs> You're a monster. So it kind of scared me away from TV for a really long time. But this well, is, yeah. Well, they ask you. Just stuff about her personally. Because well, what was she, the most explicit thing they asked? Just about her BDSM and uh-huh. like how she likes to be treated in bedrooms. And I'm like, I just got to LA two months ago. <laughs> I don't know what I'm in right now. I have no idea what's happening. I feel like I'm selling short. Did you something. know the answers? Yeah, no, I made up all my answers on the spot and uh-huh. they edited it together. I'm in there for like, I don't know, maybe a second. But yeah, it was my first experience with television. I was like, fuck that. And I went to film school. You got so much fan mail from that. No, I did not. (laughs) Nobody knew who that guy was. Um, Have you done TV? Mm Mm-mm. Are you working towards something like that? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I have to pay the bills during the day, so I could never do like So the reason I asked you to do this Uh podcast, because you said you want to perform. You like performing. Yeah, I just like... Well, going back to podcasts in general, it's just like, it's so easy to just do it often, you know what I mean? Not easy, not easy, but like, 
if you have an hour a day to talk, just put up a podcast about something you like or, you know, like, this is me talking to myself, like, you know, you should be building your resume, blah, blah, blah. And I'm working on that until something that pays comes along. You know, I can't just, I can't do all these, like, free BuzzFeed videos and go audition yet because I still have to work. And I like that, blah, 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 blah. What's your favorite um, social media platform? What do I... Probably Facebook. Does that count? Yeah, absolutely. I like Twitter. I like Twitter a lot, but... I don't know. I like Twitter. I do like Twitter. Twitter is the cesspool of the social conscience to me. Mm -hmm. I can get a good feel of the day right in the morning if I scroll a few times because I'm listening to my bubble scream at me Uh as soon as I wake up, which I'm fine with. If they have gripes, that's cool. Now I'm going to figure out how to put that in my act. How do I help that? Mm -hmm. How do I use that energy and that negative thoughts to transform it into a joke or to like a sketch routine or something? Or what's funny about this news article? Because guess what? I am not single-handedly going to change this country. I am not the one. Yeah. See? You have to have you have to dream in moderation. <laughs> Going back, well, see what I like about that is I guess I do like Twitter because whenever I have to write a set and I don't have any inspiration, I just go to my feed and then I'm like, how can I expand this? How can I make this a a riff? Is so, that a, is that a creative method for you? I guess so. Inadvertently, no, it's cool. Yeah, because there's stuff that like even I want to write a sketch about. And so I'll tweet about it, so I'll remember it later. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, that tweet's a joke, but like, there is something there I want to work with. It's, a, it's such a heavy premise hub because you, your, your words are limited, so you do have to expand your vocabulary a lot, and that's what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. You have to get a lot across, and yeah. Yeah, also, like, it makes me think, how could I have sold the joke? Then, you know, I'll read it later. I'll be like, why wasn't this as... Uh, much of a success like syntax wise right exactly when, when do I oversell it when do I undersell it is actually a thing I'm trying to think of recently is like you know I know what I mean because I wrote it but I don't know how do you relate it to everyone else how do you get it across to everyone else I've been trying to open with each joke very plainly with a setup and like not try to be funny or nervous or anything just be like isn't it weird how Mm -hmm. explain the thing and then right after that statement after you've said what is weird about something now you put in your own personal aspect Uh of that thing and now the joke because everybody's on board with you because you've already set up it's so plainly simple now that i see it um did you watch three mics with um neil brennan no, what is that? It's on Netflix. Uh-huh. It's so good. It uh, He does three mics where one of them is one-liners. One of the mics is a personal, like, uh, like prose. And then the final is a stand-up routine. Uh-huh. And he does them one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And it's really interesting because it's you'll a, see it, the difference. Is the routine kind of like a blend of the two? No, it's completely separated. Uh, so it's one-liners on the left, personal thoughts and opinions, pros in the middle, and then on the right is stand-up routine. And it kind of teaches you how to separate what 
you're sh- what you're trying to say funny uh-huh. with what just sounds depressing. Yeah. Uh, and then one-liners. <laughs> yeah, for me, like a huge thing is, you know, if there is a twist or turn in my sentence, I want to make sure that you don't see it coming. You know. Yeah. And sometimes, if you don't like, if I don't know, do but you ever feel to, like you're putting it in the per, in the performance rather than in the words? That's a good point. Because sometimes, like, if I were to say it on stage, I would nail it. But written, it's not. So, you know, you have to find your voice on the page um, and condense it. <laughs> do you do act-outs? No. I'm just starting to bring those into my world. Yeah, I guess I've seen so many character ones that I'm just like... It's hard to get me on board. Because my... Uh, you've seen my... Well... Oh you, yeah, you saw right. a weird set, but like that was good though. It was yeah, so avant garde. It was oh, it was so fun. It, <laughs> but that's not normally my get, thing. No, I shouldn't. Huh? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. Should okay. I get off? No, I'm gonna keep going. Like, oh, okay. it was so oh, safe space at Clubhouse. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a good set, but that's not normally what I do. Right, 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 right. But taking yourself out of that, that no- yeah, I guess that was an act out. But that was more of a character. I don't know because the Clubhouse is like. A f- you feel more explorative there because you see so much improv there. Whereas if you're in like the back of Karma Lounge, it's like, okay, let me just do see what I could do. Oh, Karma Lounge I do is go heavy, next time huh? go. I, I do like Karma Lounge. I, I'll go with you next time. Let's go. But Karma Lounge is a heavier spot to do mic set, isn't it? There are different vibes going on at different mics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that being said, I don't, my my act is normally like, here's my point of view on the world, blah blah blah, and so I'm usually just talking as me. That's good though. Yeah, I mean this is my style, so I can see act outs working, and sometimes they're so necessary because of what. Yeah, but I don't know, maybe because I feel vulnerable enough. Well, no, 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 because my stuff is very me explaining my life experience mm-hmm. is through. Um, Oh, through comedy. But what am I trying to say? Uh, so we want to differentiate those people that warped you and you. Right. Whatever. Whatever's at the time right now, I'll highlight it with something that I know. Because my personal feeling is this is all reciprocal. This, this keeps happening. Like, just up and around. It's fine. It's going to uh-huh. go on, go on forever and ever and ever. And you're not the one. So, like, with all of that information, oh, well, then why don't I just talk about, like, my home? Because mm-hmm. I came up very nuclear. You know, mom, dad, sister, me, dogs. Like, mm-hmm. we nailed it. Like, there's like we're so good at being middle. Like, the we 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 nailed beige. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> like. But now I have, as an artist, like how I have to like write a joke that both gives the audience a little bit of that, but also kind of like a mirror. Yeah. Like, hey we all do dumb shit and Mm -hmm. we're all kind of that's where my comedy comes from and I can't do that by teasing other people's lives they're opening a theme park in Universal Studios uh, in Orlando that's Mario inspired well yeah I just have a problem with any character that's a cipher in a way like Minions, Mario, their identity is like anything you want them to be. 
you know, so I see people like identifying with them hardcore, and I'm like, their lack of personality is like. But that's how they span across the globe. Yeah, but there's no like Mario work like. I don't know. This. Were you, if, no, if I were are to you be sexualizing like, my Mario? No, if I were to be like, <laughs> I really look up to Mario. What are three traits about him that I respect? You know, what are they? I'm asking you. Oh, I mean, Mario? I wasn't asking you, but you should answer because you love Mario. Um, I'm actually a Link fan. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But Mario, I can do. Um, well, Link because has- he's honorable. Uh huh. He's loyal. <laughs> Um, and he has a special skill, which is <gasps> jumping, whooping that ass. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes me out of my world. Hey, I'm an entertainer, and this is entertaining me. So, a plus to Mario. Yeah, and I there's other stuff that I don't want that comes up all the time, like luxury cars. I don't understand a luxury vehicle. Like I just, I don't know. I it's, I'm such a utilitarian, you know, utility guy that I need like something that I can put a bunch of more boxes in. I guess. I guess I get the idea, but cars bother me only because they're all in the same shape, basic shape. And I'm like, how beautiful can you really make this without reinvigorating what it means to be a car, or being able to drive it around? normal streets because I think they're regulated they have to be this big or wide depending on what it is because the streets are only this big and wide I don't know I don't know what you're saying <laughs> but like to design a new car oh yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but you know I don't follow car culture maybe there's like avant-garde cars but <laughs> concepts yeah and at what point do we separate the pleasure of driving from needing to be somewhere? Okay, so maybe I would want a luxury car outside of LA. Yeah, or like, are people, do people want to give up driving cars when they're all going to be automated? You know, like, is there some pleasure to driving? Yes. Have you ever driven around and like no, the yeah, country? Yeah. No, oh. I know, I know, but I'm saying like, is that the interstate highways? But is that valuable? Do we need to be the ones commanding the wheel while we're cruising? Oh, right, 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 right. No, not all the time. No, and if we have the technology to get away from that, I think better. I think we 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 invoke that technology. Yes, uh-huh. we we support that. Yes, because that takes uh, operating error off of the hands of the human. Yeah, not yeah. Like, are people going to drive to, like, Bakersfield just so they could drive a real car? You know what I mean? Someday, yeah. Someday. Sounds like the start of, like, Captain Kirk's opening sequence yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, I remember, about, yeah. Like, oh, remember those real cars? <laughs> I love the feel of the tires on the road. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. I just want the wind in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> you can have that automated. Soon. Soon. There's some cities in, like, Germany where, probably multiple places, what am I saying, where you have to park your car on the outside of the city, and then you can bike around. I 
Like you can only bike in the city. Which city is this? I don't know. Some German city. I read oh, about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but then there's that's its new issues too. Yeah. Well, yeah, but kids aren't getting hit on their bikes. You know what I mean? Right. The hit and run thing is bad here. It's so tough here. Well, unless they get that helicopter on you, it's it feels like that game Grand Theft Auto sometimes. It's like, you can get away if you drive, but if as soon as that helicopter finds you, you're done. You're done. Well, there needs to be a bigger penalty here for hitting and running. I think that's part of it. They took They pulled the penalty back some? No, I mean, just like... It just seems, even if you get caught, it's better than going to jail for whatever you just did. I guess it adds to the old time. I don't know. It does if they catch you. What if somebody gets a license plate and a model and a make and the but DNA? Yeah, isn't, and- isn't the gamble of like, you know, having a sentence and a quarter versus none? And it's also having the belief that somebody's running that for you. Yeah. In the back end. It's like, yeah, we're getting all this set up so that uh, you'll be fine. Yeah, we're going to get that all to you. Drinks on me. <laughs> Aww. How you I'm feeling? Good. Have you been in a helicopter? Not yet. No, me neither. Oh, wait. Yes, I have. <laughs> um, we took a helicopter from Guam to Hawaii. This was in like an 85 or 86. It was the worst experience. I still like hate it. Because like, we oh, were on wow. these like like netted seats military and they had these seat belts on and the doors were wide open uh-huh. and you can see the water passing and it's <laughs> super loud and the I'm, I'm like i'm five at the time so like the earbuds aren't really sticking in my ears and i'm like this sucks and I'm, <laughs> but i'm not we're all being good you know what i mean it's like we all kind of are aware of the situation we're in a weird fucking plane to get off of guam <laughs> yeah did you have seatbelts on yeah oh, okay and then yeah sometimes i see people like sticking their heads out of helicopters uh, oh yeah the doors were open the whole yeah. time <laughs> and the wind just there was no talking yeah it's like did you like it did you i've never been in one no. oh go so i don't know <laughs> They're Someday. everywhere here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could just latch onto one like a trolley. <laughs> but my mom's driven a truck for a while. Mm-hmm. And when I put stuff in the back of her truck, I'm so paranoid about it. Why? Like it flying away because of the wind. But you know, they're designed so that's not a thing. It's like a thing I have to get over. What? That things aren't going to fly out of the back of your truck. Like a truck with an exposed back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I put like my backpack in there. I always am nervous as it'll like fly away. Right. No, you're going to hit a pretty big bump for that thing to flip off. Yeah. But yeah, the but wind, just the I don't wind. think, is going to pick it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she would know better than I would what would fly up. And it's designed so that the air doesn't come into the... Yeah, let me think about it. It has to be like, yeah. you know. Back to cars again. I'm yeah, not a car person. Yeah, oh, we can't get away. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, sorry. But, like, the doors in the helicopters it makes you think of, like, you feel like, I'm sure, the wind's going to come in and pull you out. Oh. No, yeah, I guess. I don't, I, that's the only one I've been in, so it was, like, a Chinook or something. Do you These like heights? Little ones, Are you scared of heights? I am now. Uh-huh. From that? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have vertigo? The older I get, the more afraid I am to be in higher places. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I don't mind flying, though. I like it actually. It's fun. 
Yeah. Flying, I, I haven't done it that much, but now that I've done it, let's say, f- 10 times, I feel like this isn't... I would have died by now if this were, like, <laughs> you know... I don't know. The anxiety of, like, oh, shit, I could die right now, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that passes your mind when you get on a plane? Yeah, every time. And then what bothers me more is, like, being trapped. Oh. Like, be- when you're in the air, you can't leave. You're claustrophobic? I guess I am. Yeah, I mean, that's low-key, a- like... Low key. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, if I can't leave a place, I guess that's claustrophobia. But it's kind of recent. Like, I, I, I work on the 21st floor. And, like, some days I'm like, if this elevator were to get stuck, would I be okay? Blah, blah, blah. Also depends how hot my body is. Like, if I'm hot and cramped, it makes it worse. Mm-hmm. These also sound like great paranoias. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like on an airplane, like just turning well, that little... Me and Dimitri, when we fly, it's a fuck. Well, I, mean, I fly by myself. It's uh-huh. a fucking party. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, bring on the drinks. We're the fun row, okay? We're not playing this game with everybody else. Like, we're going to go the limit. Like, come on, you're flying. Have a good time. Yeah. I think that's like the last place where... That are the, the only like nobody bothers anybody in a plane. You know what I mean? Nobody's yeah. trying. They they know someone's in a plane. You know, yeah. <laughs> they call them souls in a plane for a reason, not people. You know, it's like that's they're all doing this thing together. That's why I believe we, one day world peace can happen because <laughs> people like plane etiquette is real. Now, if we could do that on the norm, we'd be better. <laughs> Some guy just kicked a Muslim flight attendant though. Did you read that? Because they're treating it like a bus system. Yeah. They're not. <laughs> yeah. They're you think gross. we lost a class of flying? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And there's going to be a Tim new Gunn's class. Thing. It's going to be the Uber of flying and smaller planes, faster and more smaller direct links. A drone will just pick you up. Huh? A drone will just come to where you are, <laughs> fly you home. Yeah. Little like puddle hoppers, but, but new ones, faster, jets, cleaner energy, you know? Sorry, I'm such like a, like a motivational speaker sometimes. Like, yeah, that's all we need. We <laughs> Um, but yeah, flying and dying. I yeah, it'd be scary to die in a plane. But at the same time, kind of like and of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that too. Like, oh, I died on a plane. I was kind of just asking for it. Yeah, exactly. Be the rock star. Live to the moment. Yeah. Like my friend used to skydive a lot, and you know, when they die, they're not that sad about it because they're like, oh, you know, of course. Also, like, they died doing what they loved. Do you have... Does your family treat more, uh, mortality differently than others? You would, or the, what, would, what would you say, like, you would treat... Yeah, death of a family member. Uh, or how you would treat that. My family's pretty religious, so... Oh, wow. You know, I think there's some part of them that would think... What, um, what religion do you believe? Oh, just, I don't know, kind of general Baptist-y. Oh, okay. Nothing too hardcore, but... I hope not. But we got we speak tongues. No. <laughs> not quite tongues, no. My grandma did go to a church that spoke tongues. They uh, I dated a girl uh-huh. who in high school she took me to her church uh and there it was a revival every Sunday. I mean, and then there was food at grandma's house because the church was in the back of grandma's house. Uh-huh. Like, oh my god, tongues were a spoken. But I come from Catholicism. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're Catholics. I tried all of them, though. I, I met a lot of people from it, and I was like, I always gave in to them. I was like, yeah, let's try it out. <laughs> <laughs> that last one fucked me. Come on, let's try this. Yeah, I remember 
one time my friend invited me over just to hang out and so I went with my other friend before a movie and it turned out to be like a Bible meeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus is being said a lot in this room right now. <laughs> well, yeah, so like, you know, I... And, well, I went with my friend, I went with my friend who is religious and like, she was just mad that, I don't know, it felt like disrespect to her and I was like, I don't know. Like, we got a bond in that moment. Like, you know, I'm not religious. You are. We're both annoyed by this. You know what I mean? I think that is a conversation a lot of people need to have, though. Yeah. <laughs> because that we is the foundation of, yeah, of where we live, uh-huh. of what we're doing. Like, that's old school stuff. Get over it, kids. We're moving on. Again, jet planes. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, not oh, religion. That, my mom does get claustrophobic, too. She hasn't visited <gasps> me here because she... Yeah, now I'm curious about that. She can't fly. Oh, or she gets too anxious, I guess. My mother's the same way. She won't fly out here. I'm actually pissed at her right now. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not having it right now. Like she won't visit. Just a lot of I'm realizing in me self stuff uh-huh. that I'm like, I got to get over some things real quick before I say anything again cuz I might be mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being mean. So, yeah, we're going to have to have a conversation, a big one of where we're going forward. Make a five-year plan. With you and your mom? My whole family, everyone. Sorry. I live a much different life than the way you guys hoped. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it is killing the vibe. Like, I chill out. Yeah. It has nothing to do with creed, color, race, gender, sexuality, weird hair color. I don't know. Uh-huh. Nothing. Are you killing people? Then we have a problem. Are you hurting hurting people? We have a problem. But other than that, to each their own. Carpe diem. Live your life. Yeah, and I feel like we lost that in this country. Yeah, we're like, I don't know. I just always thought the country was a little more live and let live than it's turning out to be. You know, because people. Yeah, I don't know. I was about to make a big, broad stroke judgment now, and I'm like, stop doing that, Landon, because you don't know better. <laughs> or should I? You know, like, yeah. I, yeah, it's what is the artist but the one who doesn't censor self? I don't know. What's this wrapped up box? Which one? Oh, the Golden Books. Uh, the Golden Girls. The Golden. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the complete set. Nice. In. Uh, in in the purse of um, the mother. Oh, okay, okay, okay. My eyes are getting worse. Do you have glasses? No, I got a prescription. What happens with my eyes is they just get tired. Mm. So then, like at the end of the day, they're too tired from focusing. Oh, they overfocus. Something like just because I work on computers, like, is this a LASIK thing? No, no. I just need glasses that oh. have the weird purple glare. I'm supposed to get blue glare, actually. Repel, yeah. I don't know what glare I need, but you know, so apparently that'll help me. But when I used to drive, like, it car beams would always really bother me. I still have that too. Yeah, oh, you have that. Yeah, then maybe you have it. And I hate LED car beams, too. I feel like an old man when I say that, but I hate it. I can't stand that white well, light right in my eye. <laughs> it made me hate SUVs because they're just higher up. Oh, and I have, like, all... I have like a low rider. What do, what do you drive? No, I used to drive a Honda Insight. It was just pretty oh, low yeah, to the yeah. ground. 
and just so any to- so any car yeah i was just like fuck nobody needs cars that big and people you, who don't realize that their brights are on that's another thing in la well, i couldn't even tell because my eyes are sensitive one but these cars are so at your eye level that it's going to hurt no matter what yeah the XB is... Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if where your car is on yeah, that spectrum. Yeah, it's kind of low enough, though, that if, like, a, a little bit of a lifted any type of truck, done. Like, yeah. it's right in the rearview mirror. Yeah, or those LED lights, yeah. And then I, like, curse my hometown, like, <laughs> why do those fuckers need cars this big? <laughs> oh, I want to get a pair of truck nuts for my son, actually. You may as well, yeah. <laughs> they banned it in, my, uh, in, uh, in Florida. Well, you... You also can't have car dice here, and you do that. I pass cops all the time, and I wave at them. Well, oh, I shouldn't my. be waving at cops. I think, but if they, I think if they like pull you over and they're mad at you, they could write you up for that. I'm not giving them a reason. Um. <laughs> but Dimitri got them for me, and he says that people with dice in the car means somebody loves them. What? Did he make that up? I don't know. I guess it's the first time I've ever heard it. Yeah, I've never heard of that. I'll look that up later. So every time we see like a car with dice in the car, it's like somebody (laughs) loves that person. What do the truck nuts mean? Got big dick. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think that's true. I think most people with big dicks have those. (laughs) Are you sure? Hanging off their murder mobiles. (laughs) Exactly. I call them murder mobiles because if they hit somebody, they're the ones murdering, which I think is selfish. Yeah, I always thought it was a, compensa- a compensation sort of idea behind it. It was like, yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh Landon. I can see it both. I, I, I assume if you like, I guess puberty is a big thing in my mind. But if you hit puberty early, you've always had a big dick. You're now never self conscious about it. Like I think, like then you just go through life a little better. Really? I think so. I think that's just a stereotype that people put on the world. I think that, yeah, again, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've had amazing experiences with, like, I can't, I don't know, this is so detailed. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. It's like, he's it had nothing to do with a, any of he, that. On a wide erase board, he's showing me his sexual conquests. Yeah, the point the, it's just not, I've. No, it's not so much having it now. It's getting to skip but that. But also, I've, body I'm not shame. a gold star gay. Uh-huh. Do you know what that means? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not a gold star gay, so... It doesn't really matter what I'm saying. No, it doesn't, but that experience You just makes... like to work that in on every every episode. I hate the people that say it. This is brought to you... Yeah, yeah. It is a little, like... I don't know. Something... I don't know if it's bi-shamey or what. It's just it is that... a little bi-shamey. No? Yeah, but also it's me not having sex. Me only having sex with men... Is it because of any choice or abstinence? No, absolutely like, not. And that experience I learned from that yeah. experience. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, okay. yeah, yeah, never. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. <laughs> um, so no, I just don't, yeah, I don't like that terminology because it yeah it does it's it's got negative in, uh, connotation to it in a large format. But as a joke, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> like to know that you're like I mean, so it, perfect. I mean, it is a nice shortcut to what you want to say because it's a thing but why do you even why do you why does that ever come up you know it could be used as a segue in a send upset no i know but like is it kind of hack no but like why should you really be that interested if somebody's only had sex with men or not uh, ted cruz is interested as fuck and he's 
I, no, I know, I know, but he's not right for that. <laughs> he's not correct. And he's a fucking senator. Yeah. Are you out of your mind? There's these people that are like, oh my God. Yeah, how do they get things done in the day? I just don't get it. How do you find your way back home every day? You leave the house, you come home. You, how do you do that? You specifically, Ted Cruz. How do you do like? Why? Because he's so dumb or what? Just he's, so, like, he's so evil focused. and cold uh, yeah. and like heartless yeah. and unthoughtful and grotesque of a human being. With that said, he's doing something right if he's a senator. <laughs> like I can't. Like what is he? I don't know the politic game. I don't do that. I'm a comedian. <laughs> So was Al Franken. Oh, I know. He's great, isn't he? He's so mad, though. That's why. <laughs> he just That is a comedian who just took it to the anger level of like, and I'm running. I mean, I actually like that career path. Like, if that were to happen to me, I would feel very lucky. You know what I mean? Because I love I en- politics. I enjoy the... Uh, I enjoy the lawyer. Uh, I hate that he's... I'm biased as fuck, but I, my parents are conservative. or uh-huh. They vote it. Uh, because we're military mostly they're pretty open socially like I came out to my mom and dad and they were just like do you know and they were like duh like they were cool but moving forward with like everything else I'm like oh no this is not gonna work for us me you guys are dying before me and you're not yeah. gonna leave me the shit country because <laughs> you have a bunch of ignorant ideas like nope that's where my dad is very much like that he's very like we're also like poorer, so we're just around a bunch of different types of people. You know what I mean? You gotta come see my stand-up set. Oh my god, it's <laughs> such a wham-fest. <laughs> but like, he, I don't think he's biased or racist, but he just votes Republican, partially, exactly. partially because his dad's a cop, and that's like a foot into that r- right-wing radio talk. Yeah, but I, you know, at the end of the day, I know he's not at all terrible in that regard. Absolutely. It's just it's just interesting, like, and that's the same with my folks. They're not bad people. They just don't like. This is I'm not feeding them information. They're not looking. They're not watching my shit. They're not. They have another idea. Yeah, and what helps me? Yeah, but what helps me resolve the fact that this is a person I love and we disagree so much is like, I think to some people it's more of a sport. Like you could talk about politics like a sport. Is this the? Are these the politicians? Huh. That that may make it a sport. No, like my family, like the the conserv. I think conservative people are more likely to be like, Joe. Well, I guess if you're super crazy and like pro life, you don't think it's you think it's very serious. But I feel like I I I think right wingers are more able to joke about politics because it doesn't affect them as much. That's like a, yeah, it hits their pocketbooks harder than it does their social contract to the country or their their social being you know in a sense it's a different it's a different flip Mm -hmm. i live poorly i live you know very hand to mouth my whole life because i wanted to be an artist so i made that conscious decision i went out i did that thing um i got exactly what i wanted but what i didn't have to deal with was that side of the argument you know Uh i didn't have to um attune to anyone's rule Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, that's the decision you got to make, and it's not bad either way. Because I did great in the military, and I couldn't have been more conservative with my views as a gay man uh-huh. who is brown who did not get treated well. You know, I can, you know, grew up immigrant sons. You know, like it's all heavy, but it doesn't have to be treated that way. Uh huh. Yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I'm bad. I'm bad at politics. I'm a comedian. <laughs> yeah. 
But it'll be cool. Yeah, going back, it'll be cool to be a politician someday. Oh, you but, yourself? Yeah, yeah. And I do love lawyers being politicians. I'm not a lawyer. I'm a paralegal. But, but man, you understand yeah. the yeah, thought? Yeah. But uh, I think my comedic career has been too vulgar. Like, I don't think Al Franken... I don't know. Right? No, I have too many sets that I just talk about pussy. You know what I mean? Like... Should <laughs> Who I doesn't fu- want to talk about pussy? I know, but like... All the boys talk about pussy on the open mics. Exactly. Yeah, that's what? how I get away that's with it. That's all they talk yeah. about. That's it. Yeah, but, you know, Al Franken maybe wasn't filmed or, you know, he had a classier comedic path. I literally literally just saw five minutes in a backyard last night on the hood of a clitoris uh-huh. <laughs> and how guys just don't get it on how to find it from a dude who is telling them it's stupid to make those jokes uh-huh. like uh-huh. it was hilarious in itself but do it yes put it out there garbage mouth no, garbage I, I mouth I do I do I do I'm saying I could never ever do anything politically oh is political heart what you have a voice what are you talking I about I know I'm just saying I could never run for office Yes, you could. Just on the basis of the things I've already said. Oh, you think people are going to use the words against you so harshly? That no, you- I, just, I just think the words I've said are so far left. No, just if you grow up and if you're, it's just too raunchy, too nasty. Ooh, nasty! Too kids. alive. Stop! <laughs> That's the whole point. We just marched about nasty. It doesn't matter. I think I'm yeah. It it's matters. what your actions do. You think? Yes. I'm trying to think of a vulgar comedian. You think Lisa Lampanelli could run for office? Yes, oh, in a okay. heartbeat and win a huge more margin of people. But guess what? I feel like that margin are my parents. Now, I probably would have voted for her back in the day. Sure. She was great. She brought a lot of people together. I love Lisa Lemonelli. Uh, Lisa. Yeah. I go back and forth on her. Right. But I think she's, that's what's beautiful about stand-up comedy is that's, the, that's us using our First Amendment right to the nth degree. Like, we got this amendment covered. You guys could do number uh-huh. two with the gun. You know what I mean? Like, figure that shit out. We've got number one down. You're not going to say more gross shit than us. More yeah. nasty stuff than us. Yeah. That's a good point. That's uh, yeah. Go out there and never care what people think about. Like no, I don't care. I, think I you're, do. You're though. putting That's that on the, me. You're putting that on me. That I, I care, but like, I don't care. It's more like, I don't know. There's another comedian. He's a veteran like me, Iraq veteran, and he gets on that stage, and he curses and he rants and he and he just completely destroys everybody in the audience. And they love him for it uh-huh. because he's the most open person. Uh-huh. There's no setup. There's no real punchline. These are stories of anger and anguish that he's putting on his on the stage, and he's doing it. And people look at that, and they they're seeing something new happening, and that's what instills, you know, inspiration and, and like new comedy. And yeah, he's uh-huh. finding his voice in a sense. And I think you you gotta not regret or say that. Anything you've ever said is like, yeah, you can say it was like you sorry, you can apologize or like whatnot, but that doesn't change that it was said. You grew from it. You're a different person. Uh, Leave that be. You could still run for president. Eh, we'll see. I guess Trump said plenty, so exactly. Right. <laughs> He's like the word Jesus. Uh-huh. Like he opened the floodgates for everyone <laughs> to like stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. To decide 
where you lie on the spectrum of cursing and how like I don't curse when I'm like in a, a room full of professionals. They curse to me because they hear I'm a comedian. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, but I'm not normally a curser. Yeah. What? A cursey? Cursey? How do you say that? No, you're right. Cursor. It's probably right. We know what we're doing in every situation. We're doing it. We're not doing anything wrong. What? We're just practicing our craft. Or I'm practicing my craft. Uh, witchcraft. <laughs> Wiccans. Yeah, Dell Close was a Wiccan. Did I tell you that? Um, I feel that. I just learned that. I absolutely believe that. That's good. Oh, I just find it curious. It's interesting. What was his... Does he have like a sign too? Like an earth or water or oh, wind? Know. There's just like one improv opening that is like stolen, I guess, from Wiccanism. Like, have you ever done the invocation where you I'm talk about an object? Act, yeah. Yeah. And so... Oh my God. My friend Cyrus and I in high school did it on top of a, a, a slab in Charleston. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> What did you try to do? What was your hope? Oh, we were throwing away bad stuff oh, okay. from high school. Like, oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even done the light as a feather thing. Uh, we, I did that with my aunts. I don't know if it ever worked. Uh-huh. I might have. I don't know. I just, <laughs> and they would like lie to me. They'd be like, oh my God, you were up there. You were like so floating. It's like oh, I just so passed you, you out. You didn't do any lifting. You just wore the feather. Uh, yeah, I was oh, the okay. feather board. Yeah. Um, cool. So we smoked. What'd you think? Yeah. I feel a little more awake. Could have been the coffee. Yeah, the coffee helps. <laughs> um so I always ask all my guests is like, so do you think marijuana should be legalized? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All across the country. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Of course, yeah. The thing is where I work now, we like really hate pharmaceutical companies. So People always think like, oh, they're going to take control over weed and then it won't be the local sellers anymore. But at the end of the day, it should be legal. That's step one. Who cares? You know? Do you think they're going to make the rules to where you can't grow it yourself to keep the lock on the market? Because it seems like it's a weed for a reason. Yeah, it's not going to get to that point, I don't think. Okay. You think it will? I'm just nervous. Like, I have to play all the scenarios in my head that have come up so that I can be like, all right, well, that's stupid. Let him move on. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a, yeah, I just try to think of probabilities. Yeah, but you could grow tobacco in your yard, right? Can you? Probably. I don't can know. Can you grow a cash crop in your backyard? You know, well, you know what I mean. You can, if you want to just plant tobacco for whatever reason. You could. Well, in the front were those spaces by the road that separates the sidewalk on the streets of L.A., they recently passed a law that says you can grow fruit now there. Oh, okay. But prior to that, no. So, because of a, a a commodity thing, or just for safety? That's I don't know. Oh, okay. I, but I knew that a lot of people wanted to do it, and then I saw a lot of people do it. Like a lot of people took up that offer uh, around our area, uh, and they're yeah, it looked cool. Free fruit. Free fruit, absolutely. Did you know if a tree is growing into your yard, you're allowed to pick it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We have so many lemons at our tree up front, and... I was going to take one, but I'm like, what do I even use lemon for? Nothing. Like a zest for, like, a Manhattan? Yeah, but then you have half of a lemon in your fridge for a month, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, his neighbor's grumpy cat. Yeah. Is that your cat? No. That is a 
that's just mama it's a beautiful cat. cat yeah she's cool but she's mean she she i found a dead possum the other day in our front yard and that was her doing and i felt so bad scooping that thing up and putting it in the trash i was like oh this is awful it's time for intimate confession time all right there's a dead mouse in my house um on like a it's in our communal hallway thank god but it's on a glue strip <laughs> and i think i didn't see it until this week i think it's been dead for a long time and i don't want to take it out i'm too scared but you can see it going up to my apartment if you're looking <laughs> my, uh, i told you the story about my friend in america yeah Ugh. wow I hope it's. I didn't even thought about it until you told that story about it being alive. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, been at least a week. It's probably way dead. It's just gonna gross me out. It's gonna be sad. I didn't choose a glue trap. If you're listening, it wasn't my choice. It was our landlord. Ugh. It sucks when like. I don't know. Well, we can't end the podcast. That should be on a law. That mouse. should be a law. What? If you rec- if you request a rodent control in your house your landlord should have to pick the right what is the method in which no because what if somebody's like I want to smoke out the whole apartment uh, yeah. I was just being cheap now a disgusting dead mouse has suffered wah, wah. okay you want to end on a positive note yes we're what all have- mice we're all gonna die <laughs> <laughs> tried to go out in a mouse trap and not a glue trap do you have anything coming up like shows Eh, nothing really to promote. Follow me on Twitter. I'm trying to tweet every day. It's tough. It's tough, but it should. It also shouldn't be. I think part of it is like I sync it up with my Facebook, so like I, I'm like if this is going to two places, it needs to be really good. <laughs> but um, if I'm on Twitter, Blake Wilding, you got your name? Yeah, I did. Oh, I've got. I have it. a story about that. Yeah, what? But it's sad. Uh, <laughs> there's there was another Blake Wilding, and he got I got everything except for <laughs> except for YouTube. So on YouTube, I have like Wilding Blake or whatever. But he died like last year. I was googling myself, <laughs> of course. <laughs> And I found like all these like stories. I'm like, oh no, it can't be that guy that I talked to twice when Facebook was new, you know? And it was. So it's sad. I don't know. And now I have to figure out if I could get that YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's just so. It's just so sad. Oh, it's so sad. It was like it's. But for me, it was like a selfish mortality moment. Like, you know, is it like that Jet Li movie where you absorb his powers now? Like Like Highlander? No. Like you're a more stronger. No. Blake Wilding. But it's just weird to see your name everywhere. Like deceased. He was left. (laughs) No, but like he was left by his mom and blah, blah, blah. You know, he's a young guy. Yeah. He's younger than me. Oh, so it was just sad. And he, he had been to jail. My mom called me once on the phone, asking me how I was in jail because she looked me up. She's Googling you. Yeah. And so, that was him. so I don't know what happened then that means my mother must be googling me she might be oh you better break that off right now Carol <laughs> Carol <laughs> Carol are you listening to this yeah I think she is probably okay good I thank you Carol I never thought about that till now thank you Carol thanks Carol 
follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what to plug any when I do podcasts or anything. I like, just have, I think social media is the jam. Yeah, but I don't have like a Tumblr. I want to start blogging. I don't have a Tumblr. I don't. Tumblrs are evil. That is for dirty things. Well, I want to write just to write. So I do have. Oh, a, what a great blog spot! Yeah. So I have like a, I have a WordPress that I don't use. I have one too. That but I'm going to plug this on that. That's <laughs> it huh? was meant to be my like performer performance page and like a way to write every day you've just inspired me to do what well, i yeah video game writing i never thought of that i mean what a great every, exercise i think everybody has not everybody but like i always have 30 minutes a night i could just knock something out it doesn't have to be good but to get it out of my head is really valuable i'd like to thank my guest today uh, Blake, and I'd like to thank the listeners for tuning in again. I'm just doing open mics and running, you know, uh, helping with a little bit with post-production on this feature I just did, and now I'm writing a feature that uh, I started when I started this frickin' podcast, but now I'm like, I've moved ahead, and uh, the outline has come out to be much better, and so, yeah, hopefully I'll have, like, my own production ready to shoot within a year or so, you know? It's just, it's all about the rewrites, baby. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.